Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Diddy Escobar, a.k.a. Mind Your Damn Business. And to my left, I have a, as always, a special guest co-host. I love it. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Alex, a.k.a. Allie Nicole, a.k.a. <laughs> Alexa. The Whispers, a.k.a. Alexa. Cue the whisper song. <laughs> like, I'm down bad this week, guys. I had a sinus infection last week from traveling to go see our out of town friend. Yeah, hi, yeah. We got we got check in on check in on well, our buddy. Yeah, had to check in on the buddy. Um, then the sinus infection rolled into congestion because sinuses congested, and then of course I don't know how to sit my ass down nowhere, so it's just exasperated through all of that. So you know, why do you see my oh. Let me whisper in your ear. Like so, we're here though. We're live. We're black, and we're back at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, again, shout out to Steph as always. Shout out to Steph. It's nothing but love. Nothing but love. You know, life happens, and and that's all you get from me because I ain't, I ain't gonna <laughs> I ain't gonna speak on shit that ain't my ain't my business. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I'm sure. If you get jammed up, don't mention my fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to talk about how y'all don't believe in that theory, apparently, oh, in, a, well. in a later date. Um, so I heard on my back. Go ahead. How was your weekend? Um, Weekend, weekend, weekend was solid. So, um, again, this is a, a shout out. Part of a shout out is we, cel- we celebrate accomplishments around here. You know what I'm saying? That's right. We celebrate accomplishments. And so the homie, the homie Kendall. Got her master's degree. Hey, Kendall, Kendall. Got her master's degree this weekend. Um, and so we celebrated that. We also celebrated the other cabinet member, Tara. She turned 21 again. Let's I go. I go, you know, real niggas don't, don't, don't get jammed. If you get jammed up. Don't mention. So she, so she had an anniversary <laughs> of her 21st birthday. All right. Um, So we was out celebrating. And those are really solid women. Like, you really cannot say too much bad like even even if you mention their name in passing with other circles there's nothing but great things you could say about those women so to see them go on and like live life as full as they do and achieve things like their master's degree two black women with master's degrees right out here like i'm extremely proud of them so that that's amazing um so yeah so shout out so we celebrate we celebrate accomplishments we celebrate wins um so friday so friday so part of this new promotion job thing I got going on, right? Is so they want me, it's like they want to rotate a, 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 like a, a late day. Um, I, I accidentally pricked myself, so that's why I'm stuttering. They wanted to uh, rotate, <laughs> like, I was like, ah, that shit hurt. Um, but they wanted to rotate like a late day. So like a 10 to 7 shift because we serve in some of the West Coast too. Right. And so Friday was like my day. So not only, you know what I'm saying, I'm working on Friday, I'm working at 7 on Friday. Mind you, you know, again, because I ha- I too have a problem with sitting my ass down somewhere. I too don't know how to sit down. Yes. And so, you know, and nigga, it was hard for me to be like, niggas probably doing bad shit right now. <laughs> niggas are definitely kicking it. Niggas are, nigga, like, this is prime. Nigga, the happy hour, over, happy hour deals are over at eight, nigga. What, what are we doing here? But... 
I don't know, but yeah, you know what? I was actually itching to get out of the house this past weekend. Like, oh yeah, because you, you, you had the monsters. You had the, you had the, you had the, you had the three headed monsters. Oh yeah. Yeah, you had the three headed monsters. He was like, look, I am not the one or two. <laughs> I don't know what y'all what y'all expect, but it was a long week for you, girl. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, and so, but luckily, the kind of the the carrot they give you is like, hey, we know you're working late, so you can work from home. Still got to work, but you can at least work it. In the comforts of your own home. Which is not fair. Have y'all seen that meme of, like, the kids looking outside where everybody... It's like Patrick and SpongeBob yep, mm-hmm. outside, and I, bro, Squidward is in the window, like, just, jealous just, as just, hell. Just, that's how I felt, bro. When people started hitting me at, like, 4 o'clock, like, what, you, what you about to do? Where, where you at? See, and I'm like, nigga, I'm at work for another three hours. That hurt deep, deep down inside. Listen, Calvin... Chestnut checkers, because what I would have done is had a pregame at the house. See, the difference is if my house was bigger, sure, my house is real tiny, real small. You fit fit like five people in that joint. Perfect. I don't like company anyway. That sounds like <laughs> the move. <laughs> you don't like I mean, I be forgetting that I'm the only one of my friends who don't who who actually like people. But yeah, like your house does not accommodate the lifestyle you want to live. So I, that Beyond me. Like, low-key, we need to, like, trade houses. We do, because I actually own a home. <laughs> we just need and to trade. it's got a backyard, and, like, my house is built for entertainment. And you don't like people. And I hate company. And meanwhile, my house is, my apartment real small, tiny, you know. And you will pack us in that bitch <laughs> if we let you. It's, no. Um, so, Friday night, I don't know why I was just like, okay, it's a Friday night. I'm actually in the city. Um, I want to go out and do hood rat things with my ratchet-ass friends. And I did that. Um, we started off at Treehouse. Yeah. I see your dress. No, I don't even think we ran into each other. Because, like, cause again, late as fuck, so I probably pulled up to Treehouse while everyone else. No, I actually didn't get to Treehouse until, like, after. Uh-oh. And then we stayed there. I ended up at Rasconi's somehow. I don't remember Rus- where Rasconi's is. That, Rasconi's and Tina's are the, are the big... I ended up here somehow, and I'm not sure how we got here. I know I didn't. I I mean, yeah, it was one of those things like, okay. I And I don't remember drinking as much as I did, but when do I ever remember drinking as much as I did? If you remember how much you drank, you would have drank as much. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if I had, like, I feel almost helpless in the matter. Like, I forgot I had a drink. And then I ended up, like, buying a couple more rounds than I think I initiated. But see, Smart Me got the Mint app. Mm. So it starts to warn me when I've overspent in a certain area or a certain type of mm-hmm. setting. So it lumps it all together. So see, I've, I've been, see my man app does it, but like I be sometimes ignoring those notifications because I don't need that negativity in my life. Like those notifications, like you, like like I know, but I don't need you to remind me because Mint reminds you in a real gangster ass way. Like it hey, does. Bro, like excuse you, Alex. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> chill, chill the fuck out. You what? have Beyonce taste. And you have a little mama money. Okay. (laughs) You need to find a seat. Okay, ma'am. But see, I need somebody to come at my head like that. I'm not a humble person. Mm -hmm. So I need things that humble me. Mm. Like, you know, I'm not a humble person by nature. I'm really not. I'm really arrogant. I'm more more of a like, hey, nigga, I I know I'm wildin', chill. Like, Mm -hmm. you ain't got like, I'm more of those like, if I fucked up, I know I fucked up. I need you to low-key violate me. Like, yes, yes. (laughs) I need you to low-key like. Don't violate me because, don't violate me. Cause, mm-hmm. cause, cause, I'm the type. Where if I if I fucked up, I'm very good at knowing that I fucked up. I don't need you to remind me that I fucked up See, because I'm gonna feel some type of way. I am very self aware, but at the same time, everybody, you're not too slick. You can't stand another greasing. Okay, so 
Yeah, it was real old of me. <laughs> yeah, I told y'all my dad is 75. <laughs> the isms are old, okay? They are aged. Because <laughs> you saw me looking at you like, what the? <laughs> that was real. That was a real old country southern black man of me, but I said it. Um, and it was here. And we're here now. But no, I just, I really like, everybody likes to pretend like they're so humble and they're so, you know, no, I am not. I am arrogant as fuck and I'm gonna talk my shit. I, my big, my, my favorite quote is I'm a little baby who don't listen. Okay, so I need you to low key violate me in order to get me to A, listen and B, respect you. So, yeah, I need these apps to be like, little bitch. Now, when you broke and hungry tomorrow, don't, don't say, say nothing. nothing. <laughs> don't ask me for shit. And no, I'm not letting you move nothing from your savings, Alex. Get your shit together, little bitch. You don't need that round. You better enjoy those ramen noodles, nigga. Okay. <laughs> Fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? So, when, you, when you eat off a dollar menu tomorrow, don't say nothing. <laughs> you was eating steak tonight, ho. You better act like you stop acting so brand new. So, yeah, my phone be coming at me like that, and I appreciate it. And then I wake up the next morning, and I check my account, and I'm not as hurt as I should have been mm-hmm. because you disrespected me, and I check myself. Thank you. You need good friends. <laughs> and Mint app is your best friend. Right, she, right now, bruh. Listen. So, literally, that bitch get all my money. That's great. I need that. So, Saturday, um, what did I do on Saturday? See, Saturday, my Saturday was real random. So... Forward. No, Saturday, actually, yeah, Saturday was like a variety pack. You ever get like a variety pack of candy it and just, like just reach your hand in and whatever pulls out of it pulls out? That was my Saturday. So I started off at, um, I started off at a surprise birthday party. Um, then, which Those was cool. Interesting. Shout out to Derek. It was his birthday. Happy birthday. And I ran into all my old friends, like all my throwback buddies. So I love y'all. Shout out to Central. Shout out to Alpha Mew. I love y'all. Um, the Alfred you just cringed. Like, why? Did, why do Iotas get so much shade? It wasn't even shade towards like it was just it was more it was more shade towards just like I just heard the word, word alpha and I tra- it got it, I triggered myself. Keep going. Okay. It, it wasn't no shade. Anyway, just, some of my good friends Iotas. I ain't got no beef with them. So yeah, shout out to y'all. I love you. Um, so yeah, that was cool. After that, I ended up at Top Golf with your favorite friends. Mm-hmm. Um, that was cool. We actually ended up doing the hustle to boot up right on the turf. I saw that. I saw I saw the snap. And I, when I say place. that that was like my favorite thing, that was so black and it was so unapologetically black black. Like we literally had white folks staring and I don't think oh I mean I never give a single fuck, but you have a you have a deficit of fucks. I haven't when it comes to white opinions, I guarantee like my fuck meter is broken as fuck. Cause I really don't care. Like you're gonna do you're gonna find a way to make me feel isolated in whatever setting I'm in. And you're going to find a way to make me feel as marginalized as possible. So when I get a chance to be unapologetically out loud, black as hell, oh, I, I literally soak that shit in and I gobble it down and I eat it up because I'm innocent in this moment. And nothing that we did was super inappropriate. This was our hour right here to do what the fuck we want to do. Only thing you're going to do is watch and be jealous because what are they going to play for you? Sweet home Alabama. <laughs> right. I dare you. Bro, and, I, and listen, and if you're cool enough, I will throw on my, my biggest cowboy hat and hit a four count right with you. I'm with the shits. <laughs> with all the smoke. All, all the smoke all and all, the, smoke. whatever you got for me. So, yeah, that was fun. Then, of course, because of, once again, I don't know how to sit my black ass down. And so Sunday, I actually ended up in Detroit. <laughs> 
<laughs> like usually people send it. I had up at this spot. You ended up a whole another city. Yeah, I just four got four hours away. I woke up Sunday morning and was like, shout out to Shawnee. She was up there. Um, Johnny was up there. Um, Kid McFly was up there. He was DJing the set at Majestics. Now Detroit, I got something to say to y'all. Listen, now when Detroit folks come down and they get to talking shit about Cincinnati, bro, there's nothing in Detroit. There's literally nothing. I won't listen. All right, so so I'm uh, so I'm gonna name some names. So Snell, Chris, all y'all niggas who blow down on Cincinnati, just know I've been to your city. I've been to your city. Blow it up. don't compare, and y'all know it don't. Nigga, I'm pretty sure I can still buy a house there for thirty dollars. Bro, the pocket change at the bottom of my purse. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. You. So y'all downtown not shaking. I told, like, I was walking the streets of Detroit, and I was like, it is so quiet. It, this would never fly in Cincinnati. This, would, this ain't that. They were like, well, you know Detroit's a church town. Is it? Detroit's a church town? Since when? You trying to tell me Detroit was a church town. Since when? Okay. I said, you telling oh, me the land of Big Sean, Eminem, and T. Grizzly is a church town? You literally got a nigga snitching on the track. Bro, that nigga snitched off me on every rap. I was with my nigga Mo, and he was, and he, he had the burner, and we like, man. Yes, I smack, bitch. I smack up. Bro, what are you talking about? Anyway, so, um, yeah, my weekend, that's that's my weekend in a nutshell. Um, yeah, this weekend, I'm going back to Atlanta. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think I'm just going to buy a second home down here at this point. I'm always at least, at, at least an apartment. At least, like, a condo or something. I'm literally in Atlanta. Um, but see, that's the thing. When you say you're going to Atlanta, they'd be like, all right, are you going to actual Atlanta or, like, one of the cities that touch Atlanta? So I'm actually going to be in Decatur. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to figure out some trouble to get into down there. And you know what actually my bucket list item is? And it sounds so basic, but I've actually never been to an Atlanta strip club. Listen. We, like, parking lot pimped in a strip club, like, mm-hmm. in the, because we couldn't get in for whatever reason. We got there after, like, 1 o'clock, though, so I understand. But I want to say we were at Follies, and it just didn't, we just did not get in. So Because it's Follies at, after 1. And Follies is probably as big as this damn recording booth, so I get it. But, um, yeah, so that's actually a bucket list item of mine. So I made it clear to the folks that I'm going down there with. That if I, I don't know what you guys are going to be doing, but I'm going to be in somebody's strip club this visit. Facts. So you guys are more than welcome to join me or not join me, but that's that's how we that's how we roll. And we're driving down, so there's no excuses. Like, this is my car. It will go where I tell it to. Like, we're going to somebody's strip club this weekend. I don't enjoy Cincinnati strippers. I um, know this. No cap either, but um, I mean, because like first and foremost, Cincinnati, the ordinances like kind of shut down stripper strip clubs. See, that's the thing. I didn't say strip club, but strippers. I said strippers. Now I've seen you bitches do a lot, a lot of strange things for a little piece of change. I have to. A lot of strange for a little piece of change. Listen, now. listen, I ain't gonna. And let, ain't nobody mad at you. I ain't gonna get jammed up. I ain't gonna let nobody else get jammed up. But just, just know. Just know that I. If know. you know, you know. If you know, you know. The more you know. <laughs> but, um, Rainbow. Yes. So that is um, actually a bucket list item of mine. I've also, now this sounds, again, more basic, but I feel like everybody and their mama was at Carabana this weekend and my black ass was jealous. 
Okay? Yeah. I want to put on some fucking feathers and some glitter and some rhinestones and walking around shaking my ass to Afro beats. I want to do that. Nah, yeah. That's, that's, that's one of my bucket lists. Another bucket list item I'm clearing out is your boys uh, just put a flight to Vegas hey. uh, for Labor Day weekend. Oh, so you won't be here. Yeah, Labor Day weekend. Um, you know, I, it's funny. I don't want to be here either. Labor, and I haven't decided where I'm going yet. Labor Labor Day weekend. Um, the only problem is I think I, like like I got like nah I can make that work. But it's more so it's like yeah Labor Day weekend my first trip to Vegas. Um, I'm already hearing all the all the stories of preparation. Yeah. Like so so real talk if you if you care about me as a person from now until Labor Day don't invite me to do shit. Please don't. Like. Because I'm trying to save all this money I can because I know in Vegas, it, Vegas is a great way to lose a lot of money from, and in various different ways. See, I don't gamble, which is ironic because of what I do for a living. But not even gambling. It's I just, don't gamble. It's, it's like just all the, all the stories I've heard is like not. I mean, you can get you can like fly there cheap and like have like a cheap place to stay. Right. But like if you're looking to. Do damn near anything. It's going you're gonna have to come up off a decent, decent amount of bread if you're gonna do it right. Oh yeah, for sure. And so, and for me, preparing that because it was like, because I remember when I was in D.C. last time. Okay, one thing, Cincinnati. Again, we told y'all don't y'all spoil when it comes to pricing. See, and then complain about things, which, you know what, let's get there. Let's let's stick a pin in that. So, um, this week, there are two people, like, I want to shout out my set for a second, because there are two people in particular, a part of my set, that are just doing amazingly dope things, and I want to make sure that they are recognized. Um, So, first, I want to give a huge shout out to Timothy. He is one of the co-founders of Mutunda Juicery. Mm-hmm. And he's actually doing Life's a Pitch tomorrow night at... Um, mortar. At Mortar. Yeah, he went through the Mortar program. And, and shout, shout out to the boys at Mortar, too. Shout, oh, shout yeah. out to Billy. Shout out to all them boys over there. Derek, Will. Yeah, Derek. All of y'all. All, all, all of y'all. Shout out to you Super, y'all. super proud. Super, super love what y'all are doing over there. So that's amazing. But me and Tim became friends, actually, as a product of my divorce. And we're just platonic. So before y'all get to, like, his mentions are mine. Because y'all are nosy as fuck. I have to put that out there. I have to. I mean, because, like, the moment that I say that I'm, I talk to a guy, I'm friends with a guy, y'all somehow end up in me or his inboxes trying to be nosy. And I'm like, dog, he will tell you, I'll tell you. That is literally just my dog. And I want to take a moment to say, A, congratulations on all, everything you've got going on. So if you don't know what Mutunda means, it's fruit and fr- it means fruit and first harvest in Swahili. Okay. And I'm just reading like the inst- his IG caption, and the namesake is to emphasize emphasize on the culture and wellness that we provide in our slow process, slow press juices. So it is well. Timothy is a vegan, and um, more, t- more power to him. I can never do it, but more power to him. I mean, no, he's a vegan, vegan, like, like serious vegan. Like, and until, like until, until, until they make a vegan fried chicken that tastes as good as fried chicken, <laughs> it's over for the kid. Continue. So, so yeah, but like. He put it, him and his business partner put it together because there was a lack of healthy, op- healthy, affordable options for black people in Cincinnati. And it's, I mean, i.e. see the Kroger's off of Vine Street and how the headquarters is four blocks. Never mind. No, we won't go there. No, we can, Bo. We really can. I mean, the, how the headquarters of the entire corporations is 
two blocks across the street. From 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 a, a, Kroger, a Kroger so bad, it's called Kroger Ghetto, and that literally doesn't even have fresh produce. But okay. It doesn't have fresh produce, but the first thing that you see when you walk in is processed chips and soda and drink. Like, nothing in there screams, we give a damn about feeding the black people of this community. Mind you... You have Mercer condos that sit right above it. So how dare you? Even if it wasn't gonna, if you weren't gonna do it for the culture, you could at least done it from your own greed. Because the nearest grocery store is in Clifton, or across the street, across the across the street. Or you have, you have Finley Market, but that's, that's a, not a grocery store. It's a market, and or or if you want to go south, it's like across the river in, in Newport. Is like so you have two Kroger marketplaces that like surra- accessibility is ridiculous, and so. The fact that these two black men, 27, 28-year-old black men, took it upon themselves to create an initiative that was not only going to, not only provides fresh food options, fresh food options, but it created generational wealth because Tim has a child, that business for his child. So not only are you creating a health market, but you're creating a financial and and entrepreneurial Ship lane for our community. So shout out to that um, amazing job, young sir. I am super, super proud of you and a super blessed to call you my friend. So thank you. Another young lady that I actually met when we were both doing hood rat things with our ratchet selves. Her name is Chanel Heath and she actually manages um, business accounts for PNC Bank. And I'll probably mess that all up. But if you go through her social media page, she actually teaches you how the importance of opening a business account actually is for a young entrepreneur. And she teaches you not just financial um, empowerment, but how to manage your money. Because a lot of us are used to get into a bag. None of us know how to flip it. Nobody knows how to grow it. Nobody is focusing on not only just the investment. Okay, so I have a bag. Now what? And Chanel is teaching you guys who are interested in business and interested in, in owning your own how to make sure you sustain it, which is also the, it goes hand in hand with supporting black business, but black business owners also being able to sustain it by financial knowledge and knowing how to manage your books and your money. And I am, you don't see a lot of black women invested into that. So shout out to you, Chanel. I am again, another woman that is out here doing her thing. So I love y'all. Congratulations. And I'm so proud of you. Wow. All right, um, I'm going to get into my side of first world problem, but I feel like I need to get off my chest. A first world problem? Yes. What, so, what's the pain in your ass this week, Alex? So, pain in my ass is businesses who ain't trying to make no fucking money, especially Donato's. So, so those who know, you know, Donato's is one of my favorite pizza spots in general. It is. But scared money don't make no money, Calvin. And a lot of these businesses scared. They need to go to church. Whew. But so... So not only did Dustinados close their downtown location without warning, shut up, bro, without warning. I remember. I'm Are you saying the one right by the printing press? They closed. Closed. Not even. They so closed. They not even showing up on a on a damn Google search no more. They not showing up on the website. Oh, y'all want to be closed? Closed. 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 Guard. Help. Acting totally different. So that first pisses me off because again, I was bro. I had it all set on my. I'm gonna leave this recording studio. Bounce down to the Donato's, pick up my order because you know it's August. We got a little special going on. Pick up my order, be at the crib within ten minutes. Had it all set up. Then I find that happened. So then, all right, cool. Now Cliff. Now it's like everything else. If you if it ain't in downtown, you either got to go to Clifton, you got to go across the river. But for, we're recording this. It was storming 
yeah. wildly. Yeah, maybe not even 20, 30 minutes ago. Yeah, so I'm not really trying to drive in that. So I was like, hey, you know, let's do the, let's do delivery. But, you know, it's an online code, so you got to go do it online. Simple enough, I want a half and half pizza because I want half pepperoni, half something else. Simple enough, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently, the not those <laughs> don't do that shit online, right? Bro, not even, don't even have a box where you can write the motherfucker in and the special instructions. I'm trying to do it, like, you know, manually, like, literally, like, one side never. It's charging me mad extra money. Oh, so you hurt, hurt. Hurt, hurt. So then I'm like, you know what? Let me just call the Clifton. Like, you know, let me call, let me call the store, explain them the situation. They should be able to kind of like, because they know. Accommodate me. Me and my green ass money. Bro, not even. Shut up. So I'm like. So at I'm, this point, I want to talk to your manager, the owner. Bro, I, bro, I tweeted at Tonato, but like <laughs> your customer service is trash. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm like, literally like, hey, like, I don't know what's up with your online thing. You know, um, I'm trying to order a half and half pizza, but it's not letting me. And I have, like, an online code I want to apply because you guys send it right in my happy-ass email. Mm-hmm. And dude was like, I feel bad because, like, you could tell he he wanted to do it, but he just was restricted. He's like, man, I, I don't know nothing about the online. I'm just, you know, I was like, if I give you the code, can you just go ahead and put it in? He's like, okay, they won't accept it on these computers, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you uh-huh. know what? I'm just gonna, I'm done. That I'm, moment when the roses just got your business. <laughs> not even, bro, just more so it was like, and mind you, this is a whole ass first world problem because, you know, I'm thankful enough to be able to have money to be able to buy. In. Mm-hmm. I get that. So don't come in here like Calvin, you saw, I, I understand oh, all no. that. Trust me, when I put my money out there, this is exactly why I don't gamble. Because when I put my money out there, I expect something in return, okay? So when I put my money out there, I expect good service. I expect quality product. I ex- I have an expectation. Of but when you raggedy want. motherfuckers, you, you raggedy, raggedy bitch, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> y'all get y'all in y'all y'all fucking corporate ass draws in a bunch. Cause I want a half and half pizza, and now y'all can't even deliver that. Mind you, I'm willing to pay. Like I'm not asking for it free. I'm just saying, and I know usually it's, it's like if you get half and half pieces, it's a, it's a cost. It's like one normal ass pizza, so it's not like it's. <laughs> I'm just like let me get a half and it's like no. Uh, uh, uh. You know what? Go fuck yourself. That's okay. how I feel. I'm going to steak and lemonade. <laughs> like, like, like that's how I feel. Like y'all could y'all could like go eat the day. So I have a first world problem. Um, the city of Lachlan can kiss my entire ass. Now. I told the story on my IG, but... I missed, I see, I missed that one. I missed the story. Let me... All right. So for you and everybody else who don't care about me, let me go ahead and put it out there. All right. So everybody... If you live in the city of Cincinnati, there's this very small town. When I say small, like the... you, It's one exit off 75. Exit 14. You know what I'm talking mm. about. They, they got, they um, got right me over there before. by the GE loop, all of that. Okay. Yep. They got so me. They, got everybody me. knows that you don't speed through there because it is a speed trap. You do not, and the cops over-police that entire neighborhood. They over-police that entire little strip of 75. In it's, that little, because I've, I've been pulled over, I want to say twice. I've been pulled over for dumb shit there, and yeah, the officer like, knew it was dumb shit. They he couldn't do nothing about he it. He knew that I'm the little baby who's not going to listen, and I was ready to argue with him. So he let me go, right? It's happened twice. So I guess today, this time, they got you, girl. Your favorite bitch got pulled over speeding. I was doing 75 and a 55. All right, let me explain something, y'all. I was doing 80 and a 60 fucking ticket because 
I had the dick in a minute, in a minute. So I was on my way to see a shouty, and I got a speeding ticket. We that fucks up, up the whole mood. No, it didn't. Not for your girl, because I walked over there real pissed off and stripped immediately right through the door. It was like, boy, I, I got a ticket for your ass. You better come up. I done got a ticket for your ass. This better be the best sex I've ever had, okay? So... Long story short, little baby actually ended up paying for the ticket, so thank you. But that's not that's not the moral of the story. Shout out to you. Shit. That's not the moral. Bruh, we've had this conversation, Calvin. I don't want to go there again. We're not, we're not. But I don't understand people who are fucking people who do not take care of them. I don't get that. But that's besides the point. We, we might touch on it a little bit later because of these viewer questions. The viewer request. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, speeding, I got caught up. Fine, fine. I'll pay it. Okay. So we all go ahead, we get the ticket paid, okay? Um, pay the fine, no problems. Now, I guess the way that my paycheck is set up, okay, I had to pay the day of court. So I said, cool. So I called the clerk of courts and I say, hey, if I pay the ticket, do I still need to show up to court? She's like, no, just make sure you pay it before three o'clock the day of court. I said, peachy. Go ahead. I I say, sis, can you take it over the phone? She's like, no, just pay it online. Perfect. Cool. Cool. Right? So I'm minding my black ass business. I go and I check my mail, you know, as homeowners do, people with homes, their own shit do. Check my mail. And I have a letter from Ohio B&V. And sometimes after a traffic ticket, you get a notification saying that there's a point or something on your license. Right. Right. Something, giving them an update, whatever. So I opened it and they said reinstatement fee and my oh. there was a warrant block on my license. So my license is suspended for failure to appear in court for the city of Lachlan. <laughs> when I say you could probably see the steam rising from my sewing, I was hot. Okay. You raggedy. You raggedy bitch. So I said, you know what? Clerical errors happen all the time, Alex. You I too. Worked in reception. So I understand. Play as fuck up. Play as fuck up. So I called the clerk and I'm like, hey, girl. Hey, girl. Um, you know you done fucked up, right? And I explained to her the situation. She said, well, on our end, she said, yeah, I do see that you paid the day before court, but it, it, we didn't process it to the next day, and we go by the processing date. Not my fault. Not the day that you paid. I said, excuse me, say what now? We go by the processing date, not the date that you actually... We go by the received date, not the processing date. So, unfortunately, we wouldn't be able to reverse, like, your suspension. She said, but there should be, like, a $15 fine or something. You just pay that. I said, no, girl. The government gets enough of my money. I am not giving out any freebies. Y'all are going to fix this shit. So, me and her go back and forth for maybe five minutes. And then I realized, like, girl, you probably just following your little punk-ass protocol. I don't have the same rules as you. I want to talk to who's actually in charge. Who runs this shit? Because you don't. Okay? So she was just like, well, my, my, the city manager, whomever is in charge of that isn't here. I said, well, do you know when he'll be in and when can I set up a meeting? Because I don't expect a phone call back. I actually at this point want to talk to somebody. Because y'all are treating me like I don't know my rights. Like I don't understand how the legalities of this entire situation work. And to put it right, Frank, you're treating me like I'm just another black ghetto person showing up to court like I didn't got my shit together. You won't do that to your girl. Now I'm not saying, cause niggas do show up to traffic court real raggedy. This ain't that though. 
okay? And I'm not handling you like this is that. Clearly, I'm talking to you like I got some sense about me. Handle me in the same regards. You don't want to do that. We can take this higher. And I have no problems whatsoever going above anybody's head to get the results that I know I'm deserved of. Fuck that. So long story short, after the prosecuting attorney actually got on the phone with me, then I guess the city manager or the mayor of Hoosville at this point gets on the phone with me too. And by the end of the entire conversation, not only was the suspension on my license reversed, but the entire ticket is wiped off my record. That's how you play chess, not checkers. So it's a first world problem because I had the money or he had the money to pay for it. And that's great. Like, that's glad. And yeah, I had the extra punk ass $15 if I really wanted this out of my hair that bad. But it's the principality on a matter, okay? It's about the fact that y'all thought. You thought that you really had it in your head that I wasn't going to be prepared to fight this. And I would have taken it all the way back to court if I had to, girl. No, you're going to learn how to treat people better. You're going to learn how to look into your own errors. And you're going to realize that there's an error in your processes. Number one, number two, then I did a little bit of research. A bitch did her Googles, okay? And then I realized that the city of Lachlan has had many complaints about over-policing. Many complaints about being on the, um, on, they were actually on TV or news one time, but behind like, a judge gave somebody like a $150 fine for going 29 and a 25. Something that should have been thrown the fuck out. Like, something that shouldn't even be pulled over if we keep it behind it. Like. I'm saying, the police cited somebody. When I went to court there one time, like, the police cited somebody for um, changing a tire on the sidewalk. I mean, not on the sidewalk, but in the street. She couldn't help the fact that her fucking... Like, dog, where's the humidity? And I guess that's, that's, I mean, not to get too political, but that's my entire issue with the over-policing and, and the issues that we're facing right now. There is no humidity. There's no heart in this shit. You're not seeing black people as black fucking people. You're not seeing me as a human being. Damn, you're equal. We will, I mean, we'll get there. But I'm a human being. So regardless of what you think or feel about me, where, where's the understanding? Where's the compassion? Where's your heart? And y'all motherfuckers don't care. So neither do I. And guess what? When y'all take go low, I'm going to take it to the motherfucking floor. My petty palm is always itchy. What's up? Listen, if there's one thing that black women can do is to get a motherfucking refund. <laughs> Listen, get a motherfucking refund, rebate. Listen. Guard, I, security. I remember, because it was like, I mean, I honestly think that like, in like the the annual Black Women Summit that y'all have, that's, that's in a secret location, that they teach y'all how to like get refunds and rebates and credits. Like, put a black woman on the phone with customer service, you gonna end up with a credit. But, but, I, it reminds me of this uh, Patrice O'Neill skit and R.I.P. to Patrice O'Neill. Where he's talking, where he's talking the same thing. He was like, where he like he dropped the phone, he dropped the, he dropped the phone in the toilet, and he just wanted. He wanted a new, like, he just wanted a new phone, like, you know, you know, pay the insurance, whatever, you want a new phone. And sure, you know, he wasn't, sure, you know, the uh, customer service rep wasn't trying to do it because, you know, he was like, I, only, I just want a refurbished phone. Like, he was like, look, you keep playing with me. I'm, I'm putting my girl on the phone, and neither one of us want that. And he was like, I'm sorry. He's like, all right. Puts her on the phone, and, you know, he's like, if she starts going in, he's like, next thing you know, I walked out with a with a brand new phone and a credit on the account. Like, listen, black women just know how to get money back. 
and credits and results. Black women are about results. And you're not going to put me in a position where I'm actually, I'm, quote unquote, I'm the victim in this situation. There was an error made that caused me the inconvenience. I'm not asking you. I wasn't even asking you to give me my money back in regards to the ticket. I don't even want it back because it's more of a headache now. All I want you to do is to correct the error that was made. When you get indignant, when you get in, get this sense of entitlement that you don't have to serve me as an officer of the court who serves the public, that's when you and I have a problem. Because now there's this sense of arrogancy there that shouldn't exist in the first place, girl. So now I got to get you and your boss together. What's up? And I keep... Three things I always have in my savings account. Abortion money, because y'all niggas not getting me jammed up. It won't be I. It will not. Y'all like to trap a bitch that you think got potential, and I'm I'm not shit, okay? Um, bail money, because y'all think a bitch is afraid of jail. No, I'm afraid of losing my child, and that is what kept a lot of y'all ass at a hot water with me, because I can't go to jail and be a mom. So, that. And I definitely keep some lawyer money on debt. My good Jewish friends love shit like this. They was itching for me to find myself into a situation. They tired of sending me back my retainer. Okay? So keep playing with me. There it is. There's that. There's that on that. So I heard this episode is about our actual, like, listeners. Yeah. So Y'all got people that listen to y'all? Oh, listen. <laughs> God bless what a blessing. God bless them all, trap niggas. You hear me? Um, so... Again, so I decided because you know, nigga needed some inspiration. Nigga needed a little, a little, little jolt. Podcast fatigue is a thing. Um, and plus, y'all don't listen to me when I say email, the actual email. So I took it upon myself, you know, that new little feature to ask a question feature on on IG stories. Mm-hmm. Took it upon me that way, and y'all motherfuckers came through. Came true. So I'm, we gonna go through a couple of these. All right. And you know what I'm saying? We gonna get this popping. All right, so the first one, I don't, I really don't want to talk about this with you, but it, it's you know the child support thing. Okay. Oh, well, I too am a mother. Right, right. So, 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 um, someone asked like child support. I'm tired of men complaining like mothers ain't how you're sacrificing. Um, and this can, probably came from like so like we skipped the this, Blake Griffin, the Blake Griffin, the Jesse Williams, a never recent example um, of of like the sticker shock. Of. See, okay, I'm glad you said that because it is a sticker shock. All right. Blake Griffin makes, and I had this conversation with a couple of different black men, and y'all are y'all ugly. But um, so Blake Griffin makes $2.8 million a month. Currently. A month. Currently. Okay. 10% of his income is what she is owed in child support. If there's some type of court order. And that's pretty much kind of clear cut across most states. Okay. Your man makes $2.8 million a month. Not a year. A month. Okay. For instance, my ex-husband, he made enough money a month. I'm not going to put his business out there. Right, right. But the child support that he paid was a lot less than what he should have been paying because he's finessful. But I just... I just think that we need to keep it into perspective because I don't make $2.8 million a month. If I did and I was not Braylon's primary parent and I had to pay his father child support, the money that she's actually receiving is a drop in the bucket in comparison to his entire net worth and budget. 
So the shock value of $200,000 a month to us sounds absolutely ridiculous, but it's not in comparison to the type of money their fathers are making. A, B, if you did not want to pay child support, you have two options at this point because pulling out wasn't one of them, my G. You have two options. You can either go to court and become the primary parent so you don't have to pay that anymore. As in, when I say primary parent, like the child lives in your house, goes to school from your home, you know, spends the majority of time in your house. Niggas aren't doing that. You're not going to go get custody of your children. You're not fighting for yourself in the system. I hate when men talk about how the system is set up, but don't actually do the labor to level the playing field for yourselves. What would, what would that labor look like? Because, I, I mean, I, I don't think... The Lord, I ain't got kids, right? All right. You so, want to know what that labor looks yeah, like? because so, That I'm, labor looks like going to court and getting custody of your child. Establishing a parental relationship with the mother in a situation. Because you can't tell me that the entire time you've dealt with this woman, it's been tumultuous and it's been bitter. Yeah, I got along at some point enough to get pregnant. So wherever it went toxic at, you need to claim your responsibilities of that, apologize, make amends, and then start over there. Because a lot of times, I will be honest with you, the breakdown of trust does happen during those nine months of pregnancy. I can't rely on you now. There's no way I'm going to bring life into this world and still be able to trust you as a parent. That shit counts. So, and I hate when men act like it doesn't count. It does. It absolutely counts. And a lot of y'all are not making $2.8 million a month. So $200,000 a month does sound like an egregious amount of money. The other part about it is that this, the Blake Griffin situation alone, um, his baby mama has already had a child with another NFL player, if I'm not mistaken. Matt yes. So, and then her brother's an NFL player. So, yeah. I think so. It's what I'm, from what I'm told. Yeah, I don't yeah, know the story yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. So Blake Griffin... You know that this woman is used to come from money. She's used to that type of lifestyle. And she's already been in that kind of circle before she met you, right? Mm -hmm. So you know what type of situation she was coming from. She saw a sucker and licked it because Blake Griffin should have put it strapped up. He should have protected his neck. He didn't. So get stepped on. Whose fault is that? Yours, my nigga. You know how sex works. Even if you don't know how the financial aspect of child support and all that stuff works, you know how your dick goes into vagina, it comes and creates life, okay? That's not foreign to anybody who sexually acted it. And if it is, you need your ass whooped, okay? So for him to act like, for men to act like Brett Griffin is being stroked or taken advantage of, probably to a little bit of an extent, because I did see a retracted article saying it was only like 32000 a month, like it wasn't two hundred. It was like, so like the original number was like, it was close to like, Three hundred thousand. Yeah, and so I think I saw, and obviously, you know, we we spun the the social media wheel and landed on child support. And I think part of it is there's a couple different things. Part of it is if you get to the point where a nigga's on child support, it's just like it's hatred, like that toxic ass hatred ass relationship towards the mother, right? And I think because mm. I mean, look, because a, a lot mm. of it because it's like. Because the argument is, and mind you, I, I'm not saying that the kids should, obviously the kids should get child support. You want to make sure the kid, your kid's good. It's just, it's just, it's just the hurt of having to pay this woman that you know, like you don't like, you don't want in your life. And just like every single month without fail. But that's the thing. You're paying for her to care for your child. 
So if your child needs or wants anything, there are and eliminates excuses. And I think a lot of men are used to thinking of child support as an accountability tool just for them. It's an accountability tool for her because if this child is neglected or not or malnourished, who child? Is she got neglect? Is she neglected child with three hundred? I mean. I mean, I'm saying, but it, it, it's an accountability piece because I've seen this child support work. I think I'm, I've seen child support work for both men and women. And when y'all, you a have a lot to, of people have it. I think so. And I think a lot of it is that because I have seen the system work to everybody's benefit. Because let's not pretending like you men don't deserve to be held accountable for creation of life. And a lot of you men are not the primary parent. You don't go through the day to day. You don't do the day to day sacrifices with your children. You don't. So child support is not just about school clothes and 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 the that part. Child support is the electricity bill. Child support is the rent. Child support is gas money because without those things that child cannot sustain. It's not just about the baby. It's about the full well-being what it all encompasses in taking care of that child. Child support is daycare. Child support is after-school activities. Child support is making sure that there is a, a, a sport or extracurricular. And all of that shit requires money, time, and investments that a lot of men are not showing up for. So it's not just about cool shoes and, and a flashy outfit and a couple hair bows. Like, it's about the, the full-bodied well-being of being with the child. And the thing about it is that I, and before y'all hop in my goddamn mentions, I'm not on, my son's father's not on child support. I have not received a dime of like child support on paper since Braylon's was born. And me and my son's father, we weren't always amicable. We weren't we did not always get along. We probably don't get along right now if you want me to be honest with you, but we have an arrangement that works out for us in regards to Braylon. He does his part, I do mine and we keep it there. But that's because I can take him if I can't take him for anything else, I know when Mel tells me that he's going to do something, it gets done. I don't have to question, worry, wonder, nothing. Now, when we get back, go back and forth about the logistics of it all, but if that man tells me he's going to do something in regards to my child, he does it, and that's why he's not on child support. You men are not showing up like that. So y'all want to talk about the child support system and how it's in favor of the women. It's in favor of the primary parent. It just so happens to always be the woman. Let's talk about it. My only comment... Is a, I think, I think more well-off fathers should fight for custody. Y'all should, but y'all not. Anyway, um, I want to know the statistics on the black affluent men who have children who have primary custody of their children who aren't with the who aren't with the mother. I want to know those statistics so bad. That's, I would it, love to know the the statistics of affluent black specifically black men who are not with the child's mother who have primary custody. I think it, it might depend on how they got affluent, honestly. Hey, I don't care how you got it. You could have been running the dope game. Do you have children and are you taking care of them? Are they in your primary custody and care? Because I do know some black men who received child support from their mothers because it was court ordered. I do know a couple black men who have full custody of their children who don't receive a dime. I I mean I've seen a couple of those situations, so I mean I'm a roundaway girl though, so I've seen a lot. But I do know some men that are out here going hard for their children, and I'm the first person to say deadbeat moms exist, and I hate you hoes. I hate y'all more than I hate deadbeat father, absentee fathers, 
because you gave life to this child and you just won't show up. You just won't be there. I don't get it. I ain't got much else to say to that. So, yeah. The whole child support conversation annoys me because a lot of y'all like to make it seem like she, you're, the child's mother's not entitled to some type of stipend for taking care of your child day in and day out. She's entitled to that. And if you don't want that kind of system, make better procreative decisions, period. I don't think, and I can only speak for me personally, I did not lay down with the intentions of getting pregnant especially if I'd have known that I was going to be a single mom. And I say single mom in the sense of that, like, I had this child outside of a marriage. My support system's bananas, and I always give them credit because I don't consider myself a single mom because of how much support I do have. So, yeah, but no, had I known that this was going to be my case, I, I wouldn't have chose this life. That's no, that's not, I don't think anybody wants to be a single mom. It kind of just happens that way. And then... That's and that's my and that's my I think that's my because it was like because it was one of those things where it's like no one it was like a want like I don't think either side wants it to get to that point right uh, and I think and so once it does get to that point if there's you know there's a there's a trail of bad decisions broken broke you know saying like toxic behaviors broken is to, to the point where it's like a lot of the animosity is like comes from. I mean, I, I, I'm speaking. Majority of people want to make sure they kid good. Like, I, I don't feel like that's a hot take to say. Like, the majority of people want to make sure their offspring, whether it's the father or the mother, want to make sure their kids good. I mean, like, I'm, sure. You, you know what I'm saying? It's more so. I think the the uh, it's the mental aspect of like writing a check to like. And in some of these cases, like, someone you believe is, like, one of your worst enemies, like, if depending on how the relationship got to that point, I think that's the, men- is the mental block is, like, I got to pay this nigga. I got to pay this, like. Ugh. This bitch. So, yeah. Because I, I, I can't say, I can't say, because I'm going to let you say it, because if I say it, that's problematic. So I'm going I'm to I'm let you candle all the. I mean, I get that. Like, <laughs> and, and, and is it right? Is it right or is it right? No, I'm, no one's saying this. Thinking that you're paying her money. And then thinking that this money is going towards my child. And if it's not going towards my child, all things come to light eventually. Accountabilities happen. And the universe, and if you don't, I'm a firm believer that it is not my job to hold... How do I say this? All things come to light. And if you are not doing right by your seed, by your child, with the money that you've been given a month... To take care of this baby, you're not doing anything you're supposed to be doing with it. It will be taken away. Because I definitely believe in the universe. I definitely believe in karma. And I definitely believe that what goes around comes around. And all things do come to light. So if you're not doing right by... And I definitely believe that there's special protection for babies and fools. So there's not going to be anything that's going to happen to this child. This pure innocent soul, the pure, pure innocent being without some type of protection and accountabilities. So you just got to do, you got to walk in your faith. You have to walk in your walk and know that as a man and as a father, you did what was best for your child. Mm. And when the day comes for you to have this baby and, and put it in a better position, you do that. But you don't, you don't give with a closed fist. You don't, you make sure your baby's handled. And Shout out to the men who are advocating for their children, who are at these schools, who are showing up to court, who are holding these mothers accountable for the well-being of their baby. 
That's what you're supposed to do. You make shit shake. I'm just, I mean, I've been a parent. Um, my entire adult life, I've been a parent. So I got I had got pregnant with Braylon at 17. I had him at 18. And I I am I the, you give up the option for failure the moment you become a parent. There is no I can't. It's I will and I have to. And I'm going to. And that's it. Following up on that, another question, I think it kind of fits into this is like, um, she she phrased it as whether or not the talking in a relationship stages are are enough to help with the significant other's kids. I'm gonna phrase it as no. I was I was, I was gonna, I'm gonna phrase it as like at what point does how do I say this? At what point does like your, the person that you're involved in kids become like a not a priority of your yours? I'm gonna phrase that right. You, you, yeah. So at what point? So I'm talking to this guy. At what point do we involve our children in the relationship? Yes. Um. And I'm giving you the floor again because again, huh. this, is, this is that's hard for me because there are people who have known me for years that have never met Braylon. I mean, like we nigga niggas, and we you have never met my child simply because I just think that Braylon is not your children are not entitled to everybody that has interactions with you. Yeah. And you have to gauge that. Very, very carefully. Like I'm a part of a whole fraternity. I've been a part of if Braylon will be nine this year. I've been a part I've been an IOTA sweetheart for eight years. And there are men I've known for every bit of those eight years who have never met my child. You don't I don't I think you have to be careful. But so when it comes down to your partners meeting and interacting and, and being accountable for your kid, I think there's levels to this shit. And anybody I'm casually dating or casually screwing around with. Um, you don't meet Braylon. He's not even relevant to you. And there's a lot of men that the only reason why you know I have a child is because I have stretch marks. That's it. Like, aside from that, like, I believe in Drake line, hiding my kid from the world. Absolutely. Y'all are not entitled to my baby. And a lot of y'all, I know how to meditate and get a spirit up out of me. He doesn't. It is my job to guard all of that. And it's my job to make sure that the people Braylon is around are strategically placed for his well-being and so when it comes down to like if y'all are just casually dating and casually doing this then never never ever 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 no um if you have more serious plans with me and my child um right around the stage that we start talking about cohabitation um if we get there because I'm a firm believer in having my own space as well. So um, probably around like, you know. We start the move, the move, the move together. If we've been seriously dating for about six months or so, then I'll start placing my child around you a lot more. Because I want to gauge Braylon's. I know I like you. Just and you probably got the seal of approval from like my closest friends. Um, but I need to see how, like, my child is around you. How you are around him. And how you handle my baby. Because I know my parenting style is very different. And a lot of people meet my son, and if you don't know how I parent him, you think he's rude. But Braylon has the same very much so upbringing um, as, like, say how Blue Ivy is able to tell Jay-Z, like, you're speaking to me a little crazy. Braylon can talk to me like that. Because he has autonomy over his feelings. And I don't have a sense of entitlement as his mom. I am here to serve him. 
And I am his protector. I am his guardian. I am his guide through this thing called life. I serve him. So if I'm doing something to my child that he's offended by or hurts him, he can tell me. And I don't get arrogant or upset or mad about it. It's literally in a, what can I do to get my message clear to you in a way that you'll receive it and take it in? I, as a child, did not, I did not require a spanking. Actually, spankings didn't phase me. I, my dad taught me how to fight. So how's the same person teaching me how to fight also spanking me? And it's supposed to get through. No, I was just ready to square up because that's what you taught me. But what irritates my soul, like, well, we'll get it, drive it home, is a lecture. I hate being lectured. To this day, I will squirm in my seat <laughs> behind a lecture. But with my son, he's the same way. I can tell Braylon, I could, ba- I could literally stand over Braylon and talk this close to his face. And do you hear me? You little motherfucker, you. And that penetrates worse. I mean, that'll make him stand up and fly right faster than a spanking wheel because he can fight. Braylon can take a punch. I know he can. I've thrown a couple. So it's about making sure that your parents, your, your partner is in line with your parenting style as well. And then understanding that there are also other players involved with your child, like your mate's parenting partner, like baby mama, baby daddy. Or like, for instance, Braylon's grandparents, my mom and dad, are not, we're we're a family who's big about privacy. So I would feel weird about somebody meeting my son before they met my parents. And before you meet my child, I kind of want you to meet my baby daddy so that you look him in the eye because I want to see what kind of man you are around my baby daddy because he's not going nowhere. And if you can't trust us to handle our parenting situation without all the jealousy and the bullshit that comes with that, you can't be here because I can't do no insecure men anyway. But then you're going to be insecure with somebody I literally have to spend my lifetime with. He ain't going nowhere. He can't go nowhere. He can't go nowhere. So. So So for me. As coming up as the product of a single mom, right? Right. And so, like, my, my single mom, you know, different. She ain't bring too many. Like, for, I think she brought maybe a total of two around since I can remember. You know what I'm saying? Like, she ain't bring, she ain't bring too many around. So, like, those who she brought around, like, you know what I'm saying? I may have had my opinions on them. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a growing man. And, like, so any nigga... Fucking with my mom, I don't like off rip. It's like, who the fuck are you? Off rip. Like, and that's still the case. My mom, my world, I'll kill somebody over her. And she and she's like, she a Christian woman. So she she don't like she don't she don't like when I say those things, but like if if with her, if if I gotta die or she gotta die, I'll take it. Regardless. Um, but so she ain't bring too many around. You know what I'm saying? Like, she so but everyone who was brought around knew what it was. Like, this is a package deal. Like, you can't fuck with me and not, not fuck with him. That's right. a package deal. So, for me, that's kind of, that's my, that's my upbringing. So, for me, mind you, I'm with you. So, if, we're, if this is a casual, like, you just come over, you, you get some dick and leave. Or I come over, get some pussy and leave. Or, you know, we do, we... You gonna wait until these kids asleep, or they not here, or you, you know, you, you and your ass is you. First of all, I don't like I don't like company, so I don't like you spending the night. I don't like I. Ooh, you your dick has to be immaculate to get me to spend the night. Like you have to put it have put it on that ass. I don't like it. So See, part of, that's part of the reason I 
I've, I've recently because of because of where I live now, I've people have come to me, but usually I was like, I want to come to, you. I want to be at your because that way I can leave. I can leave when I want. I don't make myself at home. Like I'm not even gonna hold you. Saturday, I had a cuddle date, which was cool. Nap dates are nap dates. Nap dates are a thing. Nap dates are okay. And I was just like, I fell asleep maybe for a half an hour, <laughs> and then I realized that like this isn't my bed, and I'm very much so like. We out. <laughs> this isn't my bed, so I gotta go. This isn't my bed. And I'm I'm very and this is off topic, but I'm very I don't like. It's hard for me to sleep like literally sleep with someone else in my bed. See, mm, it depends on how intimate we are. Cause I had one guy where like, okay, he had stood me up, and he stood me up for a date that we had earlier that week. So to make it up to me, he offered to like for me to go to work from his house in the morning, which is super sweet. I was like, okay, that was nice. Like, cook me dinner. We ended up hanging out, but our me and his conversation had always been on point. So, um, yeah. So the, the next morning, but like we ended up just watching something on Netflix and just cuddling and going to sleep. That was cool because we had already established intimacy before we got to bed. So that worked for me. Um, but yeah, I just think that again, to your point, if this is just like a smash and dash sort of situation, this ain't your bed and you can't sleep here and, and like, you better be gone before my kids get up in the morning for they sorrow. Like for me, cause, cause it's like, you kind of mentioned it. Like I would feel some type of way as far as like when I'm, if, if when I'm a parent, if I'm a parent, if I'm lucky enough to be a parent, I don't want to bring like your philosophy is kind of like my. I ain't trying to bring all these different people around mm-hmm. my my kid. Like you know what I'm saying. Like that's one thing. Like again, my 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 mom's a grown ass woman. She was she was gonna do whatever she wanted. But a part of me respected the fact that she may have went on dates with people. You know, whenever she had a free moment, which was rarely because she's a single mother. But like she may have went on dates, but she only brought two only brought two people that I can remember. Like in our home, Braylon is nine. He's met three three of my boyfriends. Three of my entire dating history, he's met three. I don't play that shit. And so. And I've had a lot of boyfriends. I've had even more fuck buddies. You cannot meet my child. Like, I don't know why people don't think that that is sacred. Like, why that's not a thing. But I I mean, I'm old school. I still think meeting my mom's sacred. I'm meeting my mom. See, my philosophy is a little different on that. Because your mama reads fuckboys before you will. So, excuse me. My my parents can tell who's a fuck nigga before I will. Because my little starry eyed, listen, dickmatism is a thing. I don't care what you say. So, yeah, I need you to meet my mama and daddy who have no interest in you. They probably think you nappy headed and broke. So, they want, yeah, they're going to weed you out before I can. And now that I know that my power of discernment is broken because I'm divorced, like, I need for you to, like, weed this. Let me know. And, and, and for me, I think it's a little different because, A, like, first and foremost, like, ain't no one, like, it's in my adult dating life, only one, only one person has, like, legitimately, like, has met my mama. And, and that was, like, because she was at my graduation right? Party. And, like, it wasn't, like, a planned, like, thing. Because for me, we talk about levels 
and we talk about boss levels. Like my mom, the boss level. My mom, my mom, the boss level. Like she Mike Tyson if Mike Tyson mm-hmm. punch out. Like, and I'm not gonna embarrass myself or you by bringing someone who's not ready. So my mom can get you the fuck out of here the quicker. Get the band, you together. And, and then come to me like, why you bring that little, why, why you bring that little airhead in my house? I don't, mm, I don't want that. So yeah, I think an appropriate time to bring your significant, it just depends on what y'all are actually doing and when you plan on doing it. So for me, bare minimum six months. Like, I don't care what's going on. Bare minimum six months. People can't, you, it's hard to keep up a facade for more than six months. And if you can't see the forest for the trees with the person in six months' time, you need to reevaluate, like, your scope of, of your, evalu- your ability to evaluate people. So six months, bare minimum, don't care who you are. Um, but when you start talking finances, because my kid is an, an extension, an attachment of me, his needs are my needs. And if you call yourself investing into me and I say, hey, my baby daddy wasn't able to show up for me in this way, can I, can you help me? Because it's not helping him, it's helping me for real, for real. Baby don't even know what you need. It's my job to know what you need. So if I come to you as your girlfriend and I say, hey, my baby daddy couldn't, he, he wasn't able to do it this month, can I, can you help me? And the first thing out of your mouth is, is that's not my kid. That lets me know where your head is at for the long haul. That doesn't speak about, of course it speaks volumes for the right now because I'm fucked up. I came to you as my girl, as your girlfriend, as somebody, your lady, your woman, whatever, telling you that I'm in need of something. And instead of saying, babe, you know what, right now it's tight for me too. Let's figure this out together. You know what I mean? Instead of doing that, helping me find solutions, you created another issue for me. And that's the bigger picture. So it's not about necessarily, that's not my kid, it's not my obligation. I know that already. I, I get that, and nobody's making my child your priority, but I came to you as your your lady, the woman of your life, telling you that there's a need that I have, and instead of at least helping me find a solution, even if you couldn't directly help, you created another problem for me. Because now I'm looking at you funny in the light. Like, what the fuck you mean? I just came to you as a problem, and you could, you ain't got it for me? And nor are you trying to help me find it for myself? Fuck you. So you phrase that a little differently than most, and I appreciate because for me, as far as, like, if you're talking just the kid, like, if you're talking, in my mindset, was like, if I ain't meet the, if I ain't meet the kid, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's different, like, you meet the kid, you get a bond with the kid, like, especially because, like, I know mad homies who date, who date the women with kids, and, like, that becomes... They homie. Yeah. So, like, for that, that was my original thought. Now, because the way you phrase it, it kind of created a little something different for me. It's more so as, like, it's 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 kind of like you asking me for like nail money or something like you asking me for something else. This is like, hey, can you help out on this? Instead of like a kid, it's more so it's like, hey, I need help on X, Y, and Z. And so for me, but I find that kind of fucked up. You rather pay for my nails? No, than no, my... no, uh, no. That's not that's not oh, what I'm ahead. saying. That's not what I'm saying. It's more so it's like, it used to be like, don't ask me for sh- don't ask me for shit about your kid until unless, unless I met them. You know what I'm saying? But now, because it was more so it was like, you asking money for the kid, like, hey, I need to pay for his school trip or right. whatever the case may be. Now that's just, to me, your your philosophy and your kind of, instead of that being a separate, like, whoa, type of response versus you asking me for money for any other request. And so, and so for me, and I mean to cut you off, for me, so, so it takes the stigma out of, like, you asking money 
the obligation of like your kid to take that stigma away from me. Yeah, because I don't want you. I know you're not my son's father or my child's father, baby, whatever. That I get it. You have no financial, emotional obligations to this baby whatsoever, and it's actually kind of selfish of me to have this expectation for you to take care of a child that's not yours. Whatever you do is great. But until you establish yourself as a, an ally to this child, which is something you have to do on your own, anything I ask you to do for him is a favor. And I need to make sure that I'm exhausting the actual people who are obligated to this child first before I come to my partner. And I think, and I think that's, and that's where, because, you know, we see these, you know, I call them hypogeticals. You know, yeah, hypotheticals. Cause y'all, I did see a thread where we're just like, "That's not my kid." You should be asking your child's father right. for this help. And she was like, "Well, they ain't got it." And I was just like, "I think it was over twenty dollars." And it pissed me off, cause bro, why are you fucking with a nigga who's really at bitching about giving you twenty dollars? And I think a lot of the the male thought processes was like, surely like it was like everyone was mad, but people were mad at different things, like. From what I saw, the majority of women was mad that, like, the nigga was bitching over $20. The majority of men was like, nigga, even one of your baby daddies could give you $20? What kind of pussy you got? See, I was mad at both people. Because, number (laughs) one, what type of hoe-ass nigga you was really pressed about $20? Bitch, I wiped my ass with $20, okay? But the other flip side of it is, girl, what kind of pussy you got where you fucked two niggas, had babies by two niggas who can't spot you $20? It was my my thing was like how in this group of like three to four people can no can twenty dollars not magically appear? Nigga, me, you, Steph, and Jade pitching five dollars can make twenty dollars appear on on a round. Like what what the fuck? And we talking about a kid. So that, I think I was mad. Like a lot of people were mad. Like how the fuck can even one of your baby daddies afford twenty dollars? And so and so I was but, irritated. But like going back to like the whole money thing. So for me. My whole philosophy is, don't ask me anything that I can't ask you. And that's it. And so, like, if I'm down bad and I can't ask you to, like, and, and as a man, me asking anyone, especially, like, this is the toxic masculinity part, the patriarchy part, but, like, I don't, me asking a woman means that I'm, like, I've exhausted every resource for me to go and get it myself, and I'm asking you because I have to. Not because right. I want to, because I have to, because, like, I'm supposed to be able to handle that shit. Right. So if I'm down to the point where I'm asking my asking you, I'm down. I'm down. Like so. And, and so don't, don't ask me. Don't ask me anything I can't ask you. And also, and I think we differ on like like when that point is because I think like you don't have to be in a relationship, but it has to be more than just we fucking. I agree with that because there's not. I, I wouldn't necessarily ask a man that I'm fucking to do something for my child just because like pride. Like, no, you're not obligated to that. I'll figure that out. But if a man that I'm fucking, for instance, like a man that I'm fucking, if my car breaks down right now, I should be able to call that man right now and he should be on his way with jumper cables or send his AAA or some. He should be on his way. You know you can't send your AAA anymore? I just, I. uh, Bro, like, I, cause again, the homie, one of the homies was, was down. I was like, hey, let me see if I can, you know. I, I got I got AAA, you know what I'm saying? I got I got a toe up to 100, you know what I'm saying? Let me see if I can help you. It's like, no, it's like, you got to be there to, like, show the card and, like, and I, I was, I couldn't be there. So, like, do you know that? You can't, you can't just send a triple, you got to, like, pull up. That's crazy. Yeah, so I think that takes, but for me, it's like, 
even like I have AAA like a membership card on my table because of this incident. I have to fill out and I forgot something. Thank you, friend. Listen, and so, but even for me, it's like I'll I'll try to I'll ask like, do you need anything for a friend? Like our friend, like you know what I'm saying? Do you need anything? Like I was like, hey, do you need anything? Like, like if you need me to come get you, I can like bust off, bust out of work real quick. But it's me and that friend ain't fucking, ain't never gonna fuck. But it's because like I care about this person as a friend enough to do that. Now, part, now part of this is like maybe we should stop fucking people we don't like. But that, but maybe we should stop <laughs> fucking people that it's an issue for you as a man to help this woman if she comes to you and asks you for something. If you feel like that, maybe you should not put your dick in her. Because it actually looks bad on you, my guy, that you have little, that much, like, you don't give a fuck about yourself this much that you're willing to fuck a woman that you have no interest in giving a damn about outside of what she does for you, what her body's able to provide for you. And I think that, at that, ladies, at the same time, I'm not big about fucking men that will not, that have no interest on making sure that I'm good. Now, I definitely understand the whole casual sex aspect of things. I get it. There's nothing wrong with taking care of people who take care of you. There's nothing wrong with being a human being. I could pick up my phone right now, and I know there's a couple men in my phone that either I fucked or I didn't, that because of how much they do fuck with me, just fuck with me, they're they're on their way. I don't get hit with a damn. That's crazy. Bruh, you want to know what else is crazy? Me coming to fuck your car up because we're not helping me out. That's going to be crazy, too. But, but there's also a flip side. There's also a flip side. And I think the flip side is we all, everyone has to take ownership. Like, pe- people who fucked you or didn't fuck you, you know what I'm saying, are willing to help because they fuck with you. Now, what does that say about the per- maybe the personalities or what, or, or what people have to... And men or women have to offer us not sexual if that if we're fucking, but you know what I'm saying you hit me you hit me with a problem and that the fact that I, damn that's crazy because like outside of sex you don't offer much else so we have to we have to be honest with ourselves as far as like to be look internally and it's like the okay. way I definitely feel about it is always going to be if all you're offering me is dick that is the box that you get put in. But at the same time, there needs to be some type of level of I fuck with you-ness. Like, I'm not going to see you bad because you're a decent human being. Because you were raised with some type of decent morality. Somebody in you said, if you're going to, if you think this much about a woman to stick your dick in her, then when she calls you in an emergency situation or she calls you for a couple dollars or she calls you because she's having a fucked up day, it ain't got to be no emotional attachments behind that. If you fucking her, then fuck with her. And I think I was just raised that way. Like, I was just raised to not deal with anybody that, if I'm going to be intimate with, cannot have my, can't have my back. Because that makes me feel like, well, shit, I could, bro, I could sell pussy if, I, if all I'm offering is just ass. If all we're in this for is ass, I need to benefit from it, right? So if I can't... I also believe in making prostitution legal, so... I believe in making <laughs> prostitution legal. 
So at the same time, because you sex sex workers make the world go round. A lot of you niggas may not be pay pay for a lot more ass than you think you do. But that's a different TED talk for a different day. I, know, I mean, one of us didn't. One of our friends didn't want us to talk about hoes. So <laughs> one of our friends did want us to talk about hoes. Oh, listen, hoes make the world go round. Hoes keep y'all very happy. Hoes are the life of the party. Hoes are your friends. Um, everybody has a hoe friend. I am the hoe friend of my group. How you doing? Proud hoe friend. And the only reason why I'm a hoe is because I live my life on terms that you just don't agree with. And you're going to label me a hoe. You're going to box me in. You're going to put whatever label on me makes you feel superior, makes you feel good about you because you're too afraid to live how I will. So sure, if you want to call me a hoe, that's great. But you also have to understand that I'm single. Everybody who's involved with me knows what time it is. And I'm very transparent about what I am and am not doing you with be, you or anyone else. You can be a, like, and and for men, we don't get called. We we just get called for everybody. Like, if if if, if you get called for if if someone says like, oh, I heard about you, you for everybody. She really calling you a hoe, and she just using a different terminology for it. Oh no, I had a man tell somebody that I was dating that I was for everybody, and I was like, I was for him too until you realized until you walked up. So don't worry about it. And I just I think honestly I. I stopped being offended by that. Like, I really had to say, Alex, they gonna call, bro, they dog Jesus. You're not above it. And so I'm not, I don't get offended by that anymore. Like, Alex is a hoe. <laughs> Please put paid hoe. Please put independent hoe. Put bad hoe in front of it. Put gorgeous hoe. Like, give me more than just hoe, because I'm a lot more things than that. And if you're, my entire value is based upon the sexual partners I have, I've had, then a lot of y'all would actually be surprised. But a lot of y'all would also have nothing else to say about me. So cool. Put, my bedroom, put, put all my bedroom business in the streets. That's fine. Because don't put my bedroom. Don't put my business in the streets because I'll, I'll, I'll stab one of y'all niggas. Bro, I'm not that shook either. It's, it's more so... I think Again, I'm like your parents. Like, I value privacy. Um, and my one of, I saw a meme, actually, but it was like, look, <laughs> it was funny to me. It was like, it was like, I'm so low-key. If people find out we talking, I'll cut you off. Because, <laughs> like, it was more so it's like, if you put my, if you put my business out there, every, every person that I've been involved with, I've been involved with them, can't change it, and I, I ain't going to run from it. But see, that's the part. My bad to cut you off, but, like, if I've already been involved with you, there's no changing it. And I'm not into entertaining people I'm not, I can't be proud of. I'm not into entertaining anybody that if it finds out that you and I are fucking around, I'm going to be embarrassed. Why would I put myself in that position? Cincinnati so small is a hashtag. Everybody knows everybody. So I'm not going to put myself into a position where it finds out that me and such and such are fucking or having a relationship with each other. I end up taking an L. Bro, I'm, not, I'm just not going to deal with you. And that's that. Like, so if it comes out in the streets that Alex is fucking you or her or him, whatever, whatever my flavor of the week is, I'm okay with that because I know that, A, I move with transparency at all times. Transparency and discretion. Just because I'm honest about it doesn't mean that it's everywhere or is it everybody's business. But I also think that no people... No face, no case. Facts. But I also think that if you have nothing to hide, you hide nothing. And if you are... Like, for instance, I went on a date with this guy last week, and we I made the mistake of, like, being his um, Instagram friend. And he Instagrammed everything about the date except for the fact that I was with him. I guarantee we will never go out again. Why? Why did that piss you off? It pissed me off because it made me feel like you were ashamed to be with me. It pissed me off 
because it made me feel like I was something to hide or like I was something. Now, I do believe in privacy and discretion and all that good shit. But it's like if you're going to you can Instagram all the enjoyable parts of the day except for me. Did you not enjoy me? Was I not a part of the scenery? Did I not make this excuse me, make this special for you? And so, um, and maybe for me, okay. So like again, I get what you're saying. I get, I get, I get it. But also, I would see. Part of me wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't Instagram if I'm if I'm private. I ain't Instagram none of the shit. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like if you're gonna be discreet, be like, all the way discreet. Be all the way discreet. Or you're on a date. Put your fucking phone away. There it is. And and I do sometimes struggle with that with that because it's like it's a, it's an addiction that I think that most of us have is like just being but so I'm working on that social media culture is a thing and I, I don't want to shy away from it I don't snapchat it's more so just like I'll get a text message in my instead of I'll immediately checking and be like wait I can I can you know hold off on this that can, like dog it's a text message and it's probably from when you're goofy ass niggas and when you're bum ass hoes and if you are out with me Dog, then, and if I'm not the company you wanted to entertain in the first place, my feelings will not get hurt by saying, Alex, no thank you. Or Alex, you know, never mind. Or Alex, actually, these were my plans instead. I'm not, I'm, y'all, the games that we play. And I think that's the part about it. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't have, my skin is very thick when it comes to that type of situation. You will earn so many, I'll probably still fuck you. If you were honest about your intentions, I would probably still be like, you know what? That honesty just turned me off. Come put your face in it. <laughs> Speaking of the games we play, so three questions. Okay. And we're going to wrap this up here because, you know, niggas been telling me, like, that podcast getting longer. I'm like, we got shit to talk about. Excuse the fuck out of me. Um, How dare you complain? <laughs> so, um, so three questions. One question came from... Like the homie, he was like, can we talk about the obnoxious, unfair-ass cost of dating, LOL. Another one came from, should, should men institute a three-month rule and not drop any cash on there until the three months is up? And the final one came is, um, when, how many dates um, do you need to be on in order for it to be socially acceptable to quote-unquote pass the bill? <laughs> okay. So all three of these things kind of like, uh, all right, let's start with the last one because I think that's funny as fuck. Um, if you ask me on the, it depends on who asked who on a date, which is my philosophy. Yeah, that's the only mine is like if, if I ask you, I'm if, willing to. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm expecting, expecting to pay for it. If I ask you for this interaction, I am wholeheartedly expecting to pay for this date. Um, so yeah, but a lot of men think that women should pay for a lot more dates. And I, to an extent, agree. If it's something I really, really want to do that I know, and I just want you to come with me to do it, and I know you have no interest in this particular thing, I'll pay for it because I just want your company at that point. Um, or if I notice that we've been out a couple times and every time you picked up the check, I'll pay for our next date. Or I'll pay for, or I'll go Dutch with you. I'll offer. I say I got half of it. Or hey, for instance, I was in, um, I was out of town one of these weekends, and the guy I was with, he, well, it was our out of town friend. Right. He had paid for my flight, paid for dinner, paid for a lot of different things. We went out to drink one time oh, during that weekend, and I said, oh, I'll pick up the tab this time. He was like, no, like he got offended by the fact that like I offer, I even offered. I'm not that nigga though. <laughs> it's more for me like if you don't offer, I ain't go. But it's more so it's me like don't don't do that whole 
fake offer, but you really want me to? Because I'll, I'll, I'll be like, all right, bet. Because don't don't do that to me. Don't do the whole like I'm I'm gonna offer, but I really don't want. Don't Calvin, offer. Calvin, I'm amazed by the pussy you get because you, I get you literally earn the title as my favorite fuckboy every week. If not, how is this fuckboy? If because if, if, if I say, uh-huh. look, if you're not intending to pay, don't even pretend to offer. Because if you if like if you if, if we get the check and you just look at it, all right, bet I'll pay it. But don't do the whole like I'm gonna offer just for me to kind of talk you down because I'm not gonna talk you down. That's all I'm saying. It's like I'm that's I don't think that's fuckboyish. If I'm saying don't do the fake. If you gonna pay for it, pay for it. If you don't want to pay for it, don't pay for it. Okay. But don't do that fake. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and so for me, and for me, one of the things is like I notice, I notice that if every time. It's on my tab. It's almost like you know you're not playing scoreboard, but it's almost, it's a similar thing. That I mean, you definitely like notice that kind of it, shit. It, it's a similar thing for like if you notice that like you always looking out for you you're always looking out for a certain friend. Like Where? you always sign money to a certain friend. You always paying for the. After a while, you start noticing. Like, Wait a minute, that's just, you know what I'm saying? And that it's a natural thing. So for me, I'm I'm fairly simple to like appease when it comes to that shit. Like, and I think one thing that, like, more women don't take advantage of mm-hmm. is, like, just pay for the small shit. Like, if, if we go into the movies. I'll buy popcorn or something. Or even if you, it, not even buy popcorn. You take your big-ass purse, we go to the convenience store and, and stack up. Finesse it. I got you. Know you. what I'm saying? Or if, like, I, I bought dinner, you get drink. If, if that shit, that little shit will, will, in my mind, and a lot of people I talk to, will take you so far. It's a, it's like it's it's a cheat code. It's like if I can pay for this little little X amount of dollars, little this little twenty dollar bar tab or whatever we got right. going on, and this nigga will think that I have just he'll be amazed because the rarity of it all. Notes. I just took uh, notes. Listen, I'm trying to I'm trying to put <laughs> listen. I'm putting, putting free you. game <laughs> <laughs> for real because it's like so. I get that. I don't have a problem, but see. I like nice things, and so I'm willing to pay for nice things. And if there's something I want to do with a guy, I'm willing to go ahead and, like, pay for it because I want I want you to have the experience. And for me, I think time is more of a commodity than actual cash is. Mm-hmm. So if there's something I really want to do— Time is money. I'm going to get my money back. I go to work every fucking day, and I have a couple different hustles. Bitch knows how to flick her wrist. I'm going to get my money back. So it's not about the cash. It really is about the invest- the investment of time. And if I really want to do this said thing with you, I'm going to go ahead and pay for it. It's not a big deal. And so, and kind of lumping into um, part of it, so like the quote-unquote obnoxious ass cost of dating, right? And it, I think it's part of you it. You niggas. <laughs> we go through this once a week, at least every time I'm on this bitch. Dating does not have to be expensive. It does not. You need to be creative. You need to literally flex your creative muscle there are literally a, a thousand cheap... Y'all, you and Steph really need to do an episode about fun, we did. cheap shit. I think we did, actually. Fun, it, cheap I, shit I, to it, do in Cincinnati because, yeah. honestly, there is a gaggle of stuff. Cornucopia, if you will. Okay. A plethora. plethora of things you could be doing around the city. Even a quick trip to Dayton. 45 minutes, half an hour. There's a, literally... Air Force Museum is free. And you can make it a thing. Yeah. And they even serve you niggas lunch. Like, honestly, there's a bunch of things that you could do around the city that show initiative and care, and it's cheap. 
dating only becomes obnoxious if you start thinking of it as less, if you think of it as less than what it actually is. Dating is an investment. So if you want to be actively dating out here and actively um, spending time with someone, there is a financial piece of that. Stop making it seem like relationships are not also financial. They are. They absolutely are. You want to build a future and a lifestyle with somebody, but you're afraid to talk money. That annoys the fuck out of me. Dating's expensive because spending your life with somebody also is expensive. Get over it. And so in Cincinnati, the person who asked this actually is in, is in D.C. Uh, one of the homies oh, in D.C. Oh, so nigga, no. D.C. is expensive. Like, and so, and so, but, so for me, I look at it because, again, I try to be efficient with everything. Cheap-ass um, nigga is what you try to be. You said efficient, and I was like, oh, that's sugar-coated bullshit. Listen, it's am I cheap ass nigga if I'm willing to pay for it if it's worth it? I'm just I'm just listen, if you give me the 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 the, the option that has more money, option that has less money, and the options are equal, I'm gonna take the one with less money every time. Does that make me cheap? Or does that make me smart? Whatever, Calvin. I'm, I'm just I'm being honest with it. Like I will look for I like competitive ass dates. Fun ass Dates in the summer, you know, there's mad shit to do, mad festivals to do, mad shit to do, it's like for the love. And it's honestly, you get to know somebody better than a dinner and a movie. Yeah. I call that smart. I honestly get tired of dinner and movies. Like, it's cool, but like, dinner and a movie for me is more or less like, I'm gonna do that with you if we've already been. We've already. Dinner and a movie is a great first date because it's an icebreaker. Nigga, a movie for the first date is trash, in my opinion. I Absolute mean, because you don't spend any time talking or getting to know anybody. But maybe, like, you just need an icebreaker. Maybe you don't, like, you just met this broad and you just really just don't know which direction to go with her. Cool. All right. Great. I, ain't, I ain't never had that issue. I've never had that issue either. <laughs> like, if, if Calvin could do one thing, Calvin could talk. Oh, we know. <laughs> I ain't never had that issue. So, yeah, I just think that obnoxious cost of dating, you're obnoxious. Um, should men institute a three-month rule and not drop any cash on her until that three months is up? This is clearly the response to the 90-day the ninety day sex rule, right? Both, both, <laughs> listen, a 90-day rule for anything's trash, first and foremost. In my I think it puts arbitrary limits on things that you actually want to do. And I think when I say arbitrary limits, it's, it's a fictitious boundary so you feel like you're in control of a situation that honestly should be leading itself. So... If you can go 90 days without... When you say spending money on a woman, are you talking about a date? Are you talking about, like, hair and nails? Like, what are you talking about? For me, from how I interpreted that rule, and mind you, um, for the one homie who's listening, like, hit my hit my line and, and give me clarification. Yeah, because um, I, I don't understand the I would, question. I, would, I, would, I, would, I, I interpret it as, like, if, if y'all go out on a date, it's like Dutch. Or it's like arrow, or if it's like free dates, or like you know, like the museum shit, or like like I said, you niggas like so much creativity because right, you don't have to spend a lot of money on a woman in order to get her time. Honestly, set up a Facetime date, set up um, a park date, set up a museum date. Why don't you, if you go to church, for those of y'all who still believe in that institution, take her with you, or ooh, a church a church date as a ooh that's a, 
Mm. Let's see. I mean, honestly, because a lot of y'all, listen, a lot of y'all pretend, but you ain't about it. Have her meet you somewhere platonic and just go from there. Picnic dates are cheap and or slash free as fuck. Y'all literally, you overthink the term date, which means you overthink the time it takes to actually, like, time and effort it takes to actually just be on a date. And because y'all are more interested in making it seem like you as a person are a commodity instead of the time spent is, then you miss the entire point of a date because you're so you're you're trying to sound and be this person instead of just being yourself. You're projecting instead of just letting it fucking flow. Honestly, you want to know what a great date is like, and this is free game, but pick her up or pick him up or whatever and run errands together at the end of running errands. Go get food. Not only have y'all spent all day together, but in a jam, he can run this errand for you because he's been with you to run this errand. And B, you go eat afterward or during or whatever. You take said food to a park or your favorite place to sit and think and meditate. And he has literally gotten to know you all day. Y'all have gotten to know each other all day. Errands are a couple of hours. So not only that, you don't have to get dressed up. He knows that you're running errands, so it's not that the expectation of spending money isn't there. But you've also spent t- actual quality time together. There's a reason. There's a reason, fellas. Like, yo, shorty, if you say, well, if you say, like, he's about to run errands real quick, she'd be like, and you tell her she can come, she in the car before you are. Like, there's a reason for that. Um, I guarantee she's in the car and ready to go before you are, and she's probably got on, and she probably looks exactly how you like her. Sweatpants, hair tied, chilling with no makeup on because she knows it's not that deep. She knows she's probably as low maintenance as possible and exactly as comfortable as you want her. That's the time where you expose vulnerabilities. That's the time where you get to know somebody. Like you guys want these formalities, and and that's cute. And I and I do appreciate a good formal date, but more than I appreciate that, I appreciate somebody who actually wants to take time. All you want is my time. It don't matter what we doing. And it's not sitting up underneath you in this house. It's not extra pressure being out on some fancy-ass date, but it's just time spent. And that's when you start to really figure out who somebody actually is. And I just think rules when it comes to dating is generally stupid. Like, the only rule for me that I have is the first first time we link ain't in my spot. Cause I don't know you, and you don't know me, and niggas getting robbed, and, women, <laughs> and niggas getting robbed, and women are getting robbed in a way much worse. We we meet, and I and I we meet somewhere neutral, public. That way, if shit go left, we can leave, and ain't gotta ever speak of us ever again. Low key, I do appreciate, like you know, what I'm saying it was one of those things where, like, I ain't have the numbers uh, of of a date I went on recently, where it's like if shit went bad, I and we don't have each other's numbers. So it's, it's literally we're done, um, and I think, but I think that rule is just a responsive ninety day rule. Both of them, both of them, both both of those. I rules think are the ninety day rule makes women feel like, well, he's not getting all ass for ninety days or three dates or whatever. So it makes you feel like you're in control of like it's an arbitrary boundary for something that you know you want to do, bro. I've definitely fucked on the first date, and me and this man are men. Let's be honest, Alex, are still cool. 
because we didn't feel the need to have set like these arbitrary boundaries. If the mood was right, the date was good, the vibe was cool, and I wanted to get some ass, I was giving up some ass because it was my decision to do so. And and one thing, and we'll we'll start wrapping up here. I agree with that. Like, I mean, I fucked on the first date before. I mean, I've had one night stands before. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me give y'all some. Let me put this into perspective for the pick me women that are ready to hop in my inbox right now. I married my husband, and I fucked him on our first date. I got married to the man. Now it didn't work out for opposite reasons. But what I'm saying is that the you don't. It's not an elimination factor. It's not like a, oh, I fucked him, so that's a, he only thinks I'm just a fuck. No, he only thinks you're just a fuck because you made pussy a commodity. Like, if a nigga, if a nigga's just in it for sex, it don't matter if you fuck him on day one or day 91 or day 101 or whatever, he'll still just be in it for sex. And if a nigga's here for you, it don't matter if you fuck him on day one, day 91, day 101. He's going to still be there, there for, for you. you. Like, one thing I think people don't underestimate is if, is if a man is put in his mind that he wants a woman, right? he will have marine sniper-like patience when it comes to this woman. Now, you probably won't be the only one if you're out here doing 90-day rules. I mean... Let's be honest. But he, if, he, if he's like, I'm go- like I, I want to have sex with her, he is going to be extremely patient until he either gets a hard yes or hard no. And those are facts. And and, and it, it just is what it is. So I know upon meeting a man if I'm going to fuck him or not. I know upon meeting you. It's just about a matter of when. And I want to figure out how corny you are or aren't. Like, there's a couple little... There's more little things you got to check off off this box or this, this you know, these qualifiers that niggas, I have. Niggas rarely talk themselves into pussy. They often talk, talk themselves out of it. Because I know upon meeting you if I want to give you some ass or not. There's a couple of y'all that, like, I met and I was like, you probably going to fuck or I'm probably not. Or some of y'all have talked me into like, okay, hmm. curiosity always gets me. But I've literally, but at the same time, I just don't think I, as a whole being, sure, am a commodity. I am something worth working for and earning and trusting. My vagina is only a piece of that pie. No pun intended. <laughs> so it's only a piece of that. So if, I, if you can't get past the sexual aspect, okay, so we broke that tension. We've already had sex. Now what? Now my question is, am I still as interested in you after this? we've cut the sexual tension? And, and guess what that's called? Post-nut clarity for all of y'all who think that's not a fucking thing. It is a thing, because now I know exactly where I want with you. But not Calvin. Like, these questions were funny as fuck. Y'all are... You're... <laughs> my, my followers are a fucking hot-ass mess, but I love them. I love y'all. Um, we gonna wrap this up. Again, you know, thank you, for Alex, for coming in. It's always a pleasure. I love y'all. Um... Again, follow us on Instagram at Shoot Your Shot Pod. Follow us on Twitter. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend about the podcast because, you know, we only gain more listeners. We only gain more people who because through word of mouth. So t- if you fuck with us, tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, share a status or something. Listen, share an episode. Talk shit to me if you, if you think I said some bullshit. Like, we, we, Yo, I love when y'all, like, at me. Allie Nicole, A-L-L-I-E-N-I-C-H-O-L-E underscore on Instagram. And Allie Nicole on Facebook. I probably will start my Twitter back up sometime this week because apparently there's a need. But you, um, you get caught up on Twitter. You get caught up on news real quick on Twitter. So yeah, so yeah. If y'all have questions or anything regarding me personally, you can find me there, Cal. If you could throw my Instagram in the bio. It, it always do. Thank always you, babe. Always do. Um, again, signing out. Peace, Peace. love, happiness.
So I don't go shooting with RP. Cause you Then I'm left to deal with making you bleed. And that's a whole lot of love ain't trying to waste it. Like we be running them.